1: Fight Sunday, Sunday service, call it what you will, we start in the famous, illustrious words of Baba Tundi Ajayi, my brother from another mother, dream it, believe it, become it. No, is not with us, because you know he is in fight camp mode. But what we have, we've got a couple special guests today, but the major guy, we're going to have... Um, from the Akam Barak, the zone show, who's, who's our brother from another mother. So he'll be jumping on the show to talk about majorly the fights that we got yesterday. We were spoilt yesterday. We were spoilt. Um, yesterday was a good show. Very good show, especially when we got the chance to watch Bivol um, in his excellent domination um, of Ramirez. I thought that was a very, very classy performance by him. Very classy performance. J Lanks, we say, my brother, glad that you're coming in there. Fire emoji, fire emoji. Yeah. So we've got that to talk about. Um, Chantel Cameron, as far as I was concerned, was absolutely superb. Sugar Ray, 29, good evening to you as well, my friend. I thought that was a very, very good Performance yesterday by Chantelle Cameron. I thought she boxed out of her skin. How she handled um, um, Jessica Muscatskill was that was, yeah, that was my arrival. I mean, that was my arrival. You're saying get Johnny Nelson on the show. Mm, I might do. Daniel Grace. My brother, I haven't heard us or, or seen you for a hot minute, my friend. So, yeah, how you doing, Daniel? I pray everything's good with you, your wife, and your beautiful children. So it's like I might just draw for Johnny. I might phone Johnny in a minute and just bring him on the show as well. But the the major guy who's going to be jumping on the show is uh, my brother, Uck, um, because they're zone. It was a zone show yesterday. It'd be good to get his perspective. He's also very close to Terrence Crawford. So we can hear as we can kind of go back and forth to hear like right, what's going on with Terence Crawford. Well, Terence Crawford is fighting Avanesian on this new channel, which we don't know much about. But he's fighting him on that channel. Phil, how you doing, my friend? Everyone's sending me to get uh this person, that person. Maybe I'll get Auderis on as well. Maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, so it, it was a it was a good boxing yesterday. It was good boxing. I cannot grumble. I was watching. With, um, yeah, it was good boxing yesterday. I enjoyed, um, Robert. What's that? Uh, Maya is saying get Ambrose Mendy back on. You know what? I might do, but remember, you got, I've got another, I've got never, um, two weeks without Tundi. So, for me to get any of these guys, let's, let's, minor, you know. This black is powerful, so it's not difficult for me to phone those guys or to even bring them on. Balfour, Spencer, tell Tundi Arsenal FC are dead. I don't care if they won. Nah, yeah, well, Arsenal's going on wicked. They're top of the league right now, right? And I'm not even a football person, but I know that. Whoa, what's going on there? I don't even know nothing about football, but I know that. That Arsenal's top of the league. Skyliner, the editor, um Bivel is a good benchmark for young fighters to follow. And I believe so because he's he's under 20 fights, he's been involved in some great matchups already, got that win over, got that win over Canelo, which kind of catapulted him, and he really did. Last night beat Ramirez with ease. He didn't even it it didn't seem like he changed gear. He fought very, very contained within himself. I was very impressed with the, the artistry that he demonstrated. You know what I mean? It was good jabs. Um, um how he was pouring down um he was poor he was pouring down the right hand jabbing hand. Of of Ramirez because him being southpaw, how he came back with his how he came back with his shots, and I like how he would always finish the round strongly. So when when a guy's finished the round strongly, they leave that lasting impression on the judges. Dino, um what happened to Zelfa Barrett last night? His legs just went. You know, it was a kind of funny one, right? Because he was winning the fight. He looked really good. And I'm gutted for him. I've known Zelfa for a hot minute. I'm I'm pretty close to Pat Barrett as well. I've known Pat Barrett from when I used to be an amateur boxer. And like, I, w- I saw, I had Zelfa winning the fight. Um, and I, I don't know what happened. But when he did get caught, when Zelfa got caught, what happened was he got caught. And as he got caught with a shot, he backed up. And I think he twisted his ankle. So, you know, what I mean, his equilibrium was messed up anyway because he was dizzy, and then his balance was definitely gone because he couldn't put weight, um, he couldn't put weight on on the back leg. I think his right ankle that he busted, and then it was he was like a sitting duck. So he got hurt. Yeah, you know I mean, Alex Teddy, good evening, Spencer, and good evening back to you, my friend. Um, you know what? So it it was one of those kind of things, and it was like after after a, a loss like that, I was gonna phone Pat, but I didn't want to phone him. Reason being is because I didn't phone Pat prior to this fight, because this fight kind of crept up. I knew he had a world title fight, but well, I'm being busy with so many things. I didn't know when the fight actually was, and there was oh, he's fighting, and it's the weekend. So yeah, it was it was one of them ones. And uh, Rob. Maya says, I applaud you for the Eubank Senior stuff recently. Brilliant, love, Senior. Yeah, you know what? when you have relationships with people, they know that you're not angling for a story, even though it it properly trended. You're not angling for a story. You're not trying to, um, you know, use their good favor against them for, For you to get headlines that wasn't the case myself and tundi and uh, gary were very integral um because we're not gonna whore ourselves out for views or things like that we are just going to speak boxing so i reckon like having um eubank on in the capacity where we did have him on and then the whole drama will happen after the fight with after the fight well sorry Um, prior to the fight that was meant to happen that didn't happen you know it it was kind of one of those ones so it was kind of yeah it was a bit a bit nuts but there is a big fight coming up for Chris Eubank Jr. and that big fight is actually going to be him versus Beefy Smith Um, so him and Liam Smith are getting it on and I think it's the 17th of December in Manchester so if you haven't heard I've heard from good sources that that's that's happening that's that's the fight that's gonna happen. Um and I'm looking forward to that fight. I think that fight's gonna be a pay-per-view fight as well. Um and I think I think the fight's gonna be on Sky. Not on his own. The fight's gonna be on Sky. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight. Properly, properly looking forward to that fight. Um, because Beefy Smith ain't no joke. I'm telling you that now. Um because Liam and, and Chris, they sparred. It must have been about four or five years ago. They sparred with each other. If you know anything about how Chris Eubank spars, he doesn't hold back. He's not no play place, like arm um, learning stuff. No, he when he spars, he's sparring to, to try and take your head off. And what happened in that spar was Liam gave as good as he, he got. So, because of that now, I'm really looking forward to that fight. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. And also, the fight's going to be at 160. So if the fight's at 160, that's Eubank's natural weight. He will not be drawn. He will not be looking like he's half dead. He will not looking like he needs to be on a drip. He's going to be at his proper weight. But I think with somebody like Leon Smith, he's a man that has properly gone underneath the radar. Properly gone underneath the radar and has not been given the credit. Was he a two-time world champion? Has not been given the credit of being a world champion. Uh, And being in in great fights is a very good fight. And that is a great fight. A great fight. It won't have the nostalgia or the pulling power of the Eubank-Conor Ben fight because of the history between the two fathers, right? And Fenway's fought in 1990 and they fought again in 1993. No, it will not have that kind of pulling power. But what it will have, it will have have pulling power to the fact that um, the fights in Manchester... It's going to be a good fight. And, and I think that's going to be on pay-per-view as well for Sky. And I think it will, it will draw numbers. I really do think that will draw numbers. Uh, Balfour saying, no, Chris Eubank Jr. should fight Jamal Charlo. Yeah, he should fight Jamal Charlo. But you've got to think, for the British fans, for the British fans with an identifiable name and an identifiable name in a man that's been a world champion, I believe that is very, very good goings. That's what I believe. Michael N says Spencer, I think the fight might be too soon after you, might losing all of that weight. I got to disagree with you on that one, my friend. And Michael, the reason why is ain't losing all that weight. Don't believe that he hasn't rehydrated. The, um, the fight should have been three weeks ago now. So don't think that he hasn't rehydrated and everything else. I believe that he's fine. I wasn't too comfortable with this fight with Eubank um, Jr. versus um, Conor Ben at that weight because I saw the look when I saw Eubank shadow boxing, doing his work. And I'm going to be real. He looked dead to me. That didn't look right. He looked really, really drawn. He looked like, you know what I mean, He, he he was in an audition for The Walking Dead. That didn't look good to me. So, him now being back at 160 in a, in, in, a, in a good fight, and this will be a good fight, because one thing I do know is, like, when it comes to meticulous camps, um, meticulous camps, that boy Smith, Beefy Smith, has very, very solid camps. Very solid camps. Mm. John Kahn is saying, Spencer, who have you got, Bivol or Baturvia? Um Good, good question. Um, I don't think... I'm going to be real with you. Bibble's going to be fighting Antti Yard in the new year. I don't think Bibble will be in, a, in, in the running, pecking orders after he fights Antti Yard. So I'd have to say Bibble versus Antti Yard. And you guys are going to... like A lot of people just be gassing and saying, I'm just saying it because um, I'm tight with these guys. I'm not saying that. I think that Bibble was very beatable. I saw flaws in him yesterday. And... Um, I think I saw an interview with Joshua and He was saying the same thing, saying that he saw flaws in Bivol. Uh, Whether he can exploit them, I don't know, but I I see flaws. I'm not going to get too much into it, but I saw flaws. But Bivol was very bloody good. Very, very good fire. Um, Daniel Grace says, Do you know if Senior and Junior have reconnected yet? I hope they have. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But what did happen is um Eubank Junior did reach out to me after um his his dad came on the show. He did reach out to me and we spoke. Um and I got I got time of day for, for, for Eubank Junior. You know what I mean? And and like anybody, he was he was concerned over certain things um, pertaining to his father. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully, I, hopefully they have um, reconciled. But I don't know. But at the time, of the time when the interviews and everything go out, they didn't. They didn't reconcile. They weren't. They weren't speaking with each, They weren't speaking to each other. Um, but I hope now that they are speaking to each other and that things can be sorted out. But we shall see. What we got? We got two more minutes, and then we got two more minutes, and then Ark should be joining us. Balfour says. Errol Spence versus Keith Furman. Is that fight happening in December of 2022? Yes, the fight is happening in 2022. That's that uh, the fight's happening at the end of the year. That's been booked in. Um, I'm looking forward to that fight. You know what? I should have rang Derek James to find out some more gossips, but that fight definitely is happening. And that's got a lot to do with the fallout of... Um, of Errol Spence and Keith Thurman fight not happening. And everybody's blaming everyone. They're blaming Al Heyman. You know what I mean? Uh, Spence's side is, is, is blaming Crawford. They're going, it's going around. But for what? I'm just letting you know this. The two fighters want to fight each other. You know what I mean? Maybe the promotional groups behind each other ain't too rushy, rushing for it. But I know the two fighters want to fight each other. And that's on certain things. Certain things would be good if we had the open dialogue. For the two fighters, can't know both of them, you know, right? For the two fighters have open dialogue to say, right, listen, I want to fight you, you want to fight I me, mean, come. Then we shouldn't have a problem making this fight happen. Simple as that. And then we know the who's lying to who, right? And my brother, Up, is here. So let's link up my guy. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, one, yes. One, oh one, one, yes. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're what man.
2: What's going on, brother, man?
1: Yeah. Hey. I was- are you going to the same dentist as Tundi Ajayi? Because you guys' teeth are looking very, very white these days. I don't know if you're putting bleach on the teeth. I want to know what's going on. Give me the hook-up, man. But
2: you know what I mean? It's just uh you got to put your money where your mouth is, literally. You got to pay for these. <laughs> bro, bro. You're doing that. So you're good. You're doing that. I'm trying, brother.
1: Everything. Thanks listen. for
2: having me, man. appreciate it. Now,
1: no, Listen to me, man. We got cool. listen. we have to get Mr. Dizon up in the place, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we had, we had Barack on a few months ago. And I said, "Yeah, as soon as something comes up." And now, because Tundi's in camp with Yard, because Yard's fighting on the nineteenth of this month, so Tundi's in camp. Even though we speak every day, but he says, "You know me when I'm in camp. He does, he does profuse studying. So therefore, right. like, you go do your thing. Yeah, Leave me did. to run the chip by myself. There's no." no yeah, I ran school.
2: into him in uh, in New York when when Yard came to the uh, to watch the Better Be of Joe Smith fight.
1: He told me. He told yeah, me. Yeah, he said, not but love for you guys, man. No doubt. Likewise,
2: bro. So what's been happening? I thought you, I thought you was gonna be out in Dubai. Yeah, no, you know we, you know, with us with Akon Barak, normally we we do the Canelo Ryan AJ fights. Not all of them with the zone, you know what I mean. So not, you know, th- those 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 first class airfare tickets are grip going over there. <laughs> so the zone be trying to slow up on that cost. <laughs> But no, I mean, we, we just, we know we don't do, we won't do like a Zerto fight, even though that fight was big. And they didn't send a lot of people out there, but I watched.
1: For sure. Okay. yeah. What was, what was your impression of it? Because I thought as was a masterclass by Bivol. What was your impression?
2: Listen, you know, Barack and I have been saying it for a long time, even before the Canelo fight. We said, listen, this is not a good fight for Canelo, as great as he is. And Bivol's always... Showing that level of skill, obviously, after beating a guy like Canelo, though, your, your level of confidence goes up a few notches, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've been in there with arguably the pound for pound the best pound for pound fighter in the world. That does something to you psychologically. Even in a loss, it did that to K- Caleb Plant. Even having moments against Canelo, because he had moments, he won a, a couple of rounds in that fight. It gave him a sense of confidence that he take he took that moving forward, and we also he did to Anthony Durrell. So I think sharing the ring with greatness makes you great, even in a loss. And Bivol happened to beat Canelo Alvarez, so it's kind of a man possessed, right? A man on a mission uh, to prove. I told you guys that I can beat this guy, Canelo. Now let me continue to prove that that I'm one of the best in the world, which is he, he, he's doing. I mean, I was impressed, to be honest with you. You know, Spencer, I, I thought we were going to get a little bit more competitive spirit from. Uh, from Ramirez. And it's not that he wasn't trying. It's just the levels in this game and maybe has something to do with his level of opposition prior to that fight. But the speed wasn't there. The IQ wasn't there. Bivou just excelled on every part of that ring.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It was like Bivol boxed within himself. He didn't really change gears. But what... What? the thing I was saying, saying to the guys earlier on it, He's like, the thing that I liked about, about Bivol is like he'd always finished the round strongly to let, you know, listen, I'm the man in here. You, you're, you're the boy in here. I'm, I'm a man in here. Yeah. And it was like, I, I don't know. It's like the snaps in the shots of, of Ramirez. In the past, I've seen him fight way more snappier. Right. I don't know if the occasion got to him. Like, he was like, kind of like a daring. Yeah. Like,
2: I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, what happens is usually when you get countered that quickly that's going to deter you. or it, it deters some fighters from pulling the trigger, right? It's called gunshot. And I think that Bevo established, I'm the faster man here. I'm the more skilled man here from the first round. To end that round, he landed a big left hook. And as you know, a softball, especially a guy like Ramirez, he he, he fights with his hand low. And Bevo was able to capitalize landing like a jab and a kind of a little left hook type of jab. Easily, so that's gonna stop you from throwing the jab, which is what would have been Ramirez's uh, uh, an important weapon in that fight. A man of his size, you have to keep Bavol at distance. He was not snapping a jab at all, he didn't did
1: fight with his height, neither. All, but credit
2: to Bavol for that, yeah, credit to him for being able to keep his distance in the pocket. He'll 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 bounce back sometimes, but if you see Bavol's footwork a lot of time he doesn't even move his feet he just stretch back lean back enough to keep away from shots but then able to bounce right back in and land two or three four shots it's an awkward tricky style that even canelo wasn't able to you know to figure out so to speak so listen we all we all thought that bavol had the edge coming in we didn't think he would beat him that easily and to be honest, Barack and I are going to start. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to update our pound for pound list on Monday, God willing. And um, he's going to move up on that list.
1: Yeah, man. Trust me, Bivol has to move up on that list because, like the Canelo, the Canelo fight, we said, oh well, maybe Canelo was too small, and then, no, Canelo's a great fight. I don't care what size Canelo is, right? I don't care. If Canelo's five foot two. Canelo's a, Canelo's is is a problem. Right, how he handled Canelo, I said, okay, cool, but a yeah, size difference.
2: I mean, there is a man and he made the bigger man start to fight small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smart <laughs> fighter, man. Smart do fighter, which which, no, which right makes now. you think no, which makes you think, how does the Baterbiev fight play out now? You know, at one point nobody felt like anybody at 175 can beat better bF Um now I think people are gonna be singing a different tune.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree, but I'm telling you this now. Forget about this Batterbia fight. Batterbia ain't gonna be fighting Bivol. And Yard's gonna kick Bivol's ass. Remember, I'm telling you this now. (laughs)
0: Simple
1: as that. Right? Lions in the camp. That's how we're rolling, bro. Listen, listen. I'm saying that with chess, bro. I'm saying that with chess, bro.
2: I I respect that. You, you, you know, you're a loyal man. You know, you you're riding with your team. You know what I mean? I want you to realize that. that. You're a bad man. Yeah. It's gonna be a tough fight for Yard, but. I'm pulling for the brother, you know what I mean? Okay, as long as
1: you recognize that. But, um, guys, someone just asked me a question. They want to know, like, who do you see as the USA's top prospect at this present moment? Me, myself? You, yourself, my friend.
2: Um, whew, I mean, look, there's a lot of prospects. I would probably say Keyshawn Davis. Okay. I would, I would like to say Keyshawn Davis. You know, you. there are a lot of guys out there, man. There, there are tons of guys out there, but I think he would be, Probably standing out the most right now, in my he,
1: opinion. He, you know what, is a good fighter. I remember last year, April, I was out in Dubai with him where he boxed out there. He, he boxed uh, some Ghanaian guy; he was unbeaten, ten zero guy, and he just beat the guy up like nothing. He's a very, very good fighter.
2: He's special, and he's surrounded. I mean, look, he's surrounded about you know around guys like Terence Crawford. So that that'll tell you. You know, you keep that type of company, man; it, it rubs off on you. For sure. But boxing them. is rough, yeah. man. There's so many, so many young guys out there with
1: telling man. Um, who's some guys? So some guys are saying on here like Gerard Anderson. I like the I like the look of that like that heavyweight kid, you know.
2: Oh oh listen, I I, I like uh Jared Anderson. He's one of look, he's another guy. And, and and I we've been singing that tune for a long time. I said, Listen, this heavyweight is a problem, and you guys are gonna see it once you step up. Steps up in class. I, I think Jared Anderson is right up there with, with Keyshawn Davis, man.
1: For sure. Mm, real, for box, real. Can... Alexander, Alexander Wilson, thank you for your $2. He says if Gerard Ennis is a prospect.
2: Oh, Gerard Geron Ennis. Geron, yeah. Prospect, oh, that's, what, that's what he said. Gerard Ennis, he's not a prospect.
1: Yeah. If he's a prospect, he's number one in the USA. And I was yeah, saying, but,
2: of course. But he's not a prospect. He's yeah, not You he can't, he can't compare can't compare, uh, you know, somebody is at championship level, meaning he's a contender. He's ready to fight for a world title right now to a prospect.
1: Right. This is what I want to ask you. This is what I want to ask you a question of this, right? Because, like, well, you know, I mean, we all know Terrence Crawford, but I know you and you, you and Bud are tight, tight, right? <laughs> I, I saw him on your show the other day with you and Akbarak. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was at
2: my house last month. You know what I mean? Right. He was at Barack's house. So, yeah, he's,
1: so tell me, what's what going for the fight, my friend? What's going on, Mike? What's
2: going on? To, to be honest with you, Bud put it well, out there on his line. He, 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 he said everything there was to say, so there's nothing else. You know, I, I everything he said there I already knew, so I, there's nothing else I can say. He's moved on, obviously. He's making a big payday $10 million to fight Avaneson. He's not waiting around. Um, but I, I will say, look, I, I don't want to blame Errol Spence for this. Errol Spence is not negotiating these fights himself. I know him personally as well; he's a friend of mine, and he also wants to fight. So I don't want to. Um, I don't want to make it seem as if Errol doesn't want to fight. Errol wants to fight. Now I don't. I, I won't make any comments on his team uh, on that PBC side. I don't know what the negotiations are. We all know what Bud Crawford said on his live i know bud for many years he's a serious solid guy um never known to be a liar he's he, he's very transparent when it comes especially his emotions were showing there but everyone's yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. wants that fight just as bad so i feel bad when people saying that errol is ducking some people saying that bud is ducking none of these guys are ducking each other the problem is that this is a business as well and a lot of casual fans don't understand the business size this. I'm not saying it doesn't affect fights from happening. We all know all business ain't great business in boxing, right? If you've been in the sport long enough, you know that. But I don't want Errol to to, to get any heat from this because he wants to fight. He wants to fight just as bad.
1: Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with you on that one. Because Errol Spence wants he wants to fight. So I'm just saying like this. Like you're out in the states doing your stuff, you're doing your I mean the zone podcast is popping now as well. Why do not you get the two of them on the on your show just to just say like, look, look, and just have it out in black and white? Look, you want to fight? Yes, I want to fight. Come, let's make this thing happen so we can take the heat off of the fighters. we, we, try, the we, the we, fighters. we try,
2: we try that, but I don't think Al Hamid or Green like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> if he get, if he get,
1: uh, we just we, want to we, chat. We,
2: we had am? we no no yes, I had a call coming in. Okay. Uh, wifey calling me up. But listen, we, we had a uh we've had a segment on our show called Face Off where we have two fighters that are fighting each other or supposed to fight each other on a show at the same time. But when it gets to this level, you know, the yeah, PR know teams come into play, you got our hand and PBC. But trust me, it, it's crossed our minds several times.
1: So, so if that's the case then why don't you just get Derek James and Bullmack on your show? Uh listen. Uh, I, that might be something I bring up for tomorrow. I was gonna, I was gonna do that because I got both of the numbers. Me and these guys speak regularly. You right, know, right. I, I don't money. think
2: that's a bad idea. But again, I think that those guys on the PVC side have strong influence on their guys. So even though Derek is not a fighter, he's. An alliance with Al Heyman and with er- Errol Spence, so I don't think he'll get on a show to discuss any business. That's for sure.
1: Well, it's not the case of business. Don't say, like, why your fight, why my fight is going to no, work No, but, but, they,
2: but they're going to be worried about discussing anything because this Ooh. is a very touchy subject. You know I mean? You heard what what Terrence Crawford said on, on his live. He said Al Heyman told him that he, he's not letting anybody touch that fight. You know, so there's a lot going on here. I, I can't – I don't know what was setting behind closed doors. I'll just say that, look, the general public, not only hardcore fans, casual fans want this fight. I I, I discuss, you know, I have a lot of friends here that have major influence on on, on big platforms. And they hit me up like, ah, what's going on? Why is this fight not happening? And I wish I had more answers. But I'm going to predict right here now and tell you that this fight will happen in 2023.
1: You believe so? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, what do you give me something, Cause you're, I mean,
2: you know what, I'm going out there. What's the new channel? Was it Black Prime? What's it called? What's it called? Yeah, Black Prime, uh, BLK Prime. It's a, it's a new platform that they wanna, they wanna throw their hat in a boxing game. You know, it's a group of investors. I don't, I, I know one of the guys' name is Desmond. I don't know much about the company, but I know they're coming in with, with some money, and and they wanna make a statement. Obviously, they just signed Adrian Brona. On a multi-fight yeah. deal, yeah. Andrew, say what you want about Broner, he puts butts in seats. He does, and uh, I think that was a smart move. Now, look, we all know that it's going to be tough to sell tons of pay-per-view against a guy like Avenisen for the for the butt fight. But a- as a startup company, well, they're not. I mean, they, they've existed, but as a company that wants to put their hat and be a major player in the boxing world, you got to make an investment. They're making an investment right now in Terence Crawford, and. Who better to invest in than the best pound-for-pound pound fight in the world? Yeah, exactly.
1: But um, the Avanesian fight, what's it? What's it? What's it was it, like $39 to buy the
2: fight. Yeah, $40. Bucks. So I think, in my opinion, I don't know this to be true, but I think their business model for this one is, okay, if we bring that price point, the price point down half of what everybody is normally paying, that alone will bring in thousands and thousands of more Purchases because yeah, well, you
1: know, because you're working for a company right now that did the same kind of thing. The zone in the UK started off at one pound 99. Yeah,
2: you know, yeah, we knew that wasn't gonna last long. You know? Yeah, no, I said, listen, I'm buying that, no problem. I'm buying that, yeah. You know I mean, listen, but the zone still has a yearly subscription for, I don't know, is it $1. fifty or something like that? $100 to $150, i am not 100% sure. Oh, but when it's not in the
1: UK, though. We haven't got that one in the UK. No,
2: but, yeah, but for the year, if you pay for the year, if you're, first of all, if you're a real fight fan, there's no way you shouldn't have it for the yearly subscription because there's too much content. You got Our Daily Show, you got jabs, you got all of the live fights. There's so much going on in the zone. It's a no-brainer to get the yearly subscription.
1: Okay. And, and I'm, not, man,
2: I'm not just being a company guy. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Listen. As, course, as a
1: sure. me, yeah. let, me, let me tell you this, yeah? If you was working at Mickey D's and I come to Mickey D's, you're not going to tell me, like, you know what? Go buy your French fries from Burger King.
2: Burger King. No. Right? Because if you happen.
1: did, I would fire you. So it's not being a company guy. <laughs> yeah, right? no,
2: no. Listen. It's you just
1: about
2: and I wouldn't say I wouldn't tell a fight fan not to watch other platforms go nah. through, but if you're a real fight fan, it's a no-brainer to have the zone for a year just for the Alcon rock show alone, the, the zone boxing show alone. So yeah,
1: listen, man, the Alcon Barack show, yeah, you know I mean, is the fight is right of the USA. I'm telling you this now. You're, yeah, I, I'm always tuning into your to you guys' thing. I, I
2: get, I call it the. I can Barack show, because that's what the show was called before. Now it's called the Zone Boxing Show. But it's funny. There's still people out there that are calling it the DAZN bro, bro,
1: it's bro, I'm sorry. zone big up yourself and all the rest of it. It's the like, I Barack show.
2: Right? <laughs> Thank you, bro.
1: Right? I'm just telling you this now. You know why? You know but big, why? A
2: big shout-out to my, to my brethren, Addy. Ade. Olipo, who's my guy. That when he when he comes to NY, we go to London. We crush it together. It's a great yeah. great trio with him.
1: I said, Addie's real. but he's still a little batty face because all now he ain't got me on his green chair, and he knows I'm the knowledge. But now Addie's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man,
1: yeah. You know I mean, nah. I'm just saying. Like there was there was that there was that talk. The other talk was Oscar De La Hoya saying that um, the Garcia tank fights. Being done. What do you know about that? Because see I saw a sort of tweet.
2: Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh
1: no, what you lied to me.
2: I, I had a conversation with Ryan Garcia's father recently. Um, I ran into him uh Caleb Plant fight weekend, the Wilder fight weekend, and he he told me straight up and down, he said, Look, I, this is the next fight for Ryan Garcia. Meaning there are no, there are gonna be no other fights in between, they're almost there. They're almost there. there's a few tedious things that need to be worked out. And mainly Oscar De La Hoya said it um, again. I, n- you Don't take anything to the bank. Cause I don't, I'm not in those negotiation rooms, but uh, according to Oscar, it's all about the network. Now Showtime has to agree to do a split pay review with the zone. Who, whom are, is the network that invested in Ryan Garcia for years now, The Zone poured money into Ryan, uh, have been featuring him on all of these fights. It's only right. For them to get half of the share and to be involved in that fight, to be able to give that fight up to Showtime, I just think it's unjust, it's unethical, in my opinion. So, um, but again, you know, I'm not one of these execs. I, I can just tell you what seems to to make the most sense to me is for both networks to be involved. Because um, credit to Showtime, they've invested in, in in Tank Davis and he's been their guy. So.
1: Uh,
2: tank. tank, tank does, you fight will have good numbers.
1: Tank, tank does very, very good numbers, you know. Great numbers, he does Great.
2: good and numbers. Listen, Ryan, Ryan numbers
1: aren't too shabby either. No, 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 no he's strong, he's strong. Ryan, Ryan got that crossover pill. Like, not to put you on the spot now, but like, how, how, how would you think that fight will pan out? I'm just gonna be real. I got, I got, I got Javante Davis getting out box for five rounds and clapping him out because that boy's got some demon punching power. That's yeah, what I believe. That's, that,
2: that's why this fight is so exciting, man, because I'm going to tell you right now. Um, Rock, I mean, look, Tank has always been on, on Barack and myself's pound-for-pound list. We think he's a phenomenal talent. I think he's the better Remember boxer. Remember saying this
1: from nearly two years ago?
2: Yes, he's a better boxer than people really give him credit for only because he does rely on his power sometimes because he hits so hard. But I'm going to tell you another guy that hits very hard, and I've seen it firsthand. And his name is Ryan Garcia. I've spent time at Ryan's training camp. I've seen Ryan drop sparring partners with 16-ounce gloves and big headgears like sacks of potatoes, man. The kid can punch hard, and he has speed. I would say he probably has a little bit more speed than Javante Davis. No, no.
1: I, he's faster He's got not speed.
2: size. That young man is 5'10". He's big. He's like a weight in there. He's going to be so much bigger than Javante Davis. So, there are pros and cons for both guys. Uh, yeah, but Tim, this is my
1: only thing. This is my only thing. Uh, this is my only thing. We got floored by Luke Campbell. Yeah. I know Luke Campbell very well. Luke Campbell's not only a puncher. He got floored by Luke Campbell.
2: Right. Right. So, so there's no question that Tank would be able to hurt Ryan. That's so, what I'm saying. But Ryan is aware of that. But, yeah, uh, no doubt. he's going to have but, to be a word but, of it. But, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Your man, Javante, has not been in the ring with a puncher like Ryan, with that speed and power. Yes, you can say Roley can punch, but who's Roley knocked out? Um, and he didn't really land a flush shot in that fight. Um, I think it's going to be a lot harder than people think for Javante. If you were a betting man, obviously most people are going to go with Tank. And I guess... You know that's the safe bet because you think he's more technically sound and ryan makes defensive mistakes at times he pulls back at times with his chin up which credit to joe goose and he's working on it he looked really good against fortuna say what you want against for about the fortuna fight but he's the guy that went into the war with joe diaz he's the guy that he's always been a tough guy to beat but after the fact, in hindsight, in retrospect, when a guy gets beaten that bad, then people start to resort to, oh, he went in there for a check. Oh, he's not the same guy he was. No, he did give credit good. for Ryan for making him look like that.
1: Yeah, for, for Truly came to fight that man. He came so, to fight and Ryan
2: punished him, right? Yeah. So and I think Joe Goosin and his team are doing a great job with Ryan. They gel well. I think he'll be at his best against Javante. Um Listen, it's a torso fight. Look, Yes, Javante, if he lands one shot, Spencer is over for sure If if he lands it flush. But I do believe the same for Ryan. I think Ryan, even though Javante has shown that he has a chin, I think Ryan has the power to hurt Javante as well, and he has the size to keep him at bay. Now, the question is, can Ryan keep Javante at bay with his jab, which is very well with his jab, and enough to keep him at the end of the punch and not allow him to get close? That'll be the question. Look, that's what we're here for, right? The boxing is One a of
1: One million percent. It's like, I don't know if you heard yesterday, um, because Anthony Joshua is out in, in the Middle East as well at the fight, and Eddie Hearn said that the winner, like Dylan White, Franklin, the winner of that fight, they're the front runners for Anthony Joshua's return in March. I am so happy that Anthony Joshua indirectly listened to me and my rants when I was saying because, like, when he come off the plane uh, from coming second best in his fight um, against Usyk, I said, "Bro, you need to rest." And then on top of that, I was at a press conference, and his cousin Benger was there, and just
2: shout out to my guy Benga, man. Yeah,
1: I get a phone, get a phone call from Alex Lewis. I said, yo, Len, I'm with I'm Benga right now. He's AJ's cousin. Da, 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 da. He goes, yeah, let me talk to him. So Lenus was saying, listen, bro, go rest.
2: Right.
1: Go rest for a little bit. You know what I mean? And then come back and regroup. Don't be in no rush to go take this fight. And the way how they were pushing so hard for this Tyson Fury fight, I didn't like that. So I'm glad that the fight's not happening. Right. Um, because I just feel like, boy, you, you're going into a fight against a guy who – is looking pretty damn good right now, and you pretty, just really it. right? So, I'm, no one can't tell me there's no psychological things going on in the background. There, there definitely is. So, I mean, I don't want to get too deep historically on this thing because Tony said like the shit that I know I should save that for what we do on a bigger platform now. But he said that like, right. Don't don't even talk about that part there. But I'm saying like I just want to see Andy Joshua just chill for a little bit and then come back in a new year. And I'm glad that he's doing it. What do you know about this Franklin guy? Because I've only seen one fight of him.
2: I don't know much, I know as much as you do. Um, okay. I, I, um, I, look, I, we love Dillian White over here, we want him to get that second shot at AJ. Um, you know, we know he took a, a tough loss against uh, against yeah. Fury, but he's a warrior, you know, so uh, um, warrior, yeah, and he,
1: he, he is. Uh, he's worth every penny because Dylan comes to rock. He's not coming to rock. He's
2: going to leave it all in the ring, no doubt. Now, and this is his last hurrah, right? Uh, I think he has a lot to prove with this Franklin fight. Even though he's a relatively unknown fighter, he's definitely coming to win. He's not coming for a check. So I think Dylan has a fight, a real fight in front of him. So I know a lot of times, you know, we, we like to say that we never should overlook anybody. And to some degree, that's correct. You can't overlook what you got in front of you but sometimes what's ahead of you actually gives you that motivation you need to get past what's in front of you you know Ooh. oftentimes when i want to get somewhere i'm thinking ahead so i have to get past this task in front of me in order to get that so he has to not look not look past his opponent but also look past his opponent if that makes sense And think about i cannot lose the opportunity to get this aj rematch and um I think we want to see a good version of Dylan White.
1: You know what? We're gonna to have to see a good version of Dylan White because Dylan White is based out in America now because he's training with Buddy McGurk.
2: Yes, right. yeah. Buddy. Buddy is a phenomenal trainer. I'm gonna tell you that real. Quick.
1: No, no, no. Let me tell you. Forget that Buddy McGurk as a trainer. Buddy McGurk as a fighter. I don't think you know how. Oh, Listen, man, I'm, I'm how gonna tell you how
2: good I know. I'm gonna tell you how good I know how Buddy is. Buddy trained in the same gym with me with his trainer, Hector Roker, at Gleason's gym when I was New York. 12, 13 years old. Right. In that gym, you know what I mean? So I've right. seen Buddy Spar. I've seen him fight. Of course, he couldn't beat my favorite fight of all times, even two times. You know who I'm talking about. And, and Sweet P himself. You know, now this is not a shot at Buddy, but since you brought it up, my, my man my man Buddy was saying that Sweet Pea, uh, you know, that, that his shoulder was hurt in the first fight. He had a bad shoulder, which is why... Sweet Pea beat him. No, no, no. I'm going
1: to tell you. No, so seriously.
2: Sweet Pea said, all right, let's run it back. Yeah, but beat, no, no, no. And he wait, beat wait, him worse
1: the second wait. time. One second. You're talking history now. So this... <laughs> and he beat him. And
2: he beat Come on. You cast on like me. I know funny. history. A lot of guys... Buddy McGurk. Young. Buddy McGurk
1: was completely injured in the first fight. Right. When they went to do the operation on his shoulder, they looked at it, and it looked like... Like it was a freeway twisted. How badly you showed it? No,
2: was. no, I, I'm not questioning that. I'm saying that 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 Sweepy beat him worse the second time around with Did a he good beat him show. Worse the
1: second time with a I good show. Like, that
2: was a night. Oh wait, matter of fact, this is not the Sweepy show. We-
1: oh, he's getting another phone call? In. It seems that way. Seems like my bro. Yeah. Right, I think he's getting. No, it's not the sweet pea show because nobody can't tell me nothing about Pernell Whitaker because that was my guy. I say to anybody you want to learn boxing, go watch his. I think it was August of of yeah, August of eighty nine. Pernell Whitaker's fight against Ramirez, and you watch that. And if you don't learn boxing in there, you don't. If you don't, if there's certain fights that you see where you know you're watching something special, that performance there. Remember that was a rematch. I can't hear you, boss. I think you've cut the sound off. Hello, hello, hello. We've lost you, bro. Yeah, I can hear you All now. So
2: the first fight against Ramirez was a They robbed a him,
1: They robbed him blind. Great
2: robbery. But, but the second fight, if I'm not mistaken, Pernell beat him every single round on every single judge, a scorecard. I mean, every it, single round. It, was, it was amazing. It's, it's was one of the best displays of boxing. He lit. He lit. Romero's throw shots, he
1: dropped down, like he <laughs> down, got up and walked away. Guys, listen, listen, the, the, the goal, one of the goals. The There's a couple of performances in boxing where it was like, wow, did you see that? That fight there, that was one of those performances. I would also say, like, Mike Tyson when he when he beat Trevor Burbert to become world heavyweight champion, what was that in '86 when he hits him with an uppercut and he like throws that combination hits with the uppercut and he knocks him down three times with one shot in the second round. That was that November of but, but, that, but, that but we,
2: we, we we geared off, you know, we were talking about how great Buddy McGurk is as a champion. No, Buddy McGurk it. he's a no. great fighter as well. He was Let me a great tell you, great. Buddy McGurk, Buddy McGurk
1: was meant to come to the UK in eighty seven, right? To right. fight Terry Marsh. Terry Marsh was a very good fighter, he was IBF champion who had to retire because he had epilepsy. And then Buddy McGurk went in and fought a guy called Frankie Warren, who previously beat him. And he beat Frankie, he beat Frankie Warren in a return. And I remember that fight, like how he just punched holes in in Frankie Warren. But the thing about it is is Buddy McGirt found it very difficult to fight at 140. And when he moved up to 147, he fought Simon Brown, who was my guy. Simon Brown's Jamaica as well. Simon Brown was an excellent fighter. But Simon Brown's weight drained. But regardless of that, he, I remember he boxed,
2: at that time, when he's I like, when I think of Simon Brown, there's there's one thing that comes to my head. is Terry Norris. <laughs> when Simon Brown know is and Terry you know <laughs> Terry to Terry Norris,
1: we talking some history here, sleep. folks. <laughs> yeah, he put Terry to sleep. So yeah. when, I was thinking, when I when we talking on like on Buddy McGurk, but you ever speak history with Buddy McGurk? He's mad on point, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's he, mad on point.
1: But it, he's so, a
2: historian for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's a guy. So when I when I'm saying like Dylan White's Got out there to work with him. Um I think that's a good thing. Great. More so because Dylan, when you think about it, like boxing now, it's not like in the old days where everyone, yeah, I, I, my granddad was a boxer, my dad was a boxer, now I'm a boxer. Those days are finished now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, It's <laughs> like the brick the 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 new age of the guys who had the lineage, it all starts with you. Like yeah. I mean, is one of the things, Dylan White, even though Dylan White's grandfather used to be a boxer, right? But It's like it's not the same because Dylan White came from kickboxing experience. But we can't turn around now and say, Well, you ain't come from nothing now because we've seen the things that Dylan White has done. You know, I mean he's fought AJ, he's fought Tyson Fury, you know, I mean he's been in with top guys, he's got really good wins as well. I'm looking forward to his comeback. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to his comeback because now we can see what happens if he comes out victorious, because Joshua Dillon White would be a humongous fight in the UK. I know uh, yeah, you're coming over for that one. Oh that yeah, would be for sure. Crazy.
2: No doubt about that. It's going to be huge. I mean, I think AJ has a lot to prove. Obviously, that would be Dillon's last hurrah right there to make a big statement. Yeah, yeah. Massive fights, and look, and it's great for for you guys over there. You know, to have two of the biggest names in the heavyweight division to be squaring off once again. We all know what happened in the first fight, but a lot has happened since then. I'm okay with the second
1: one, yeah, and also um on December the third we've got Tyson fury versus Derek Derekzo now I know you you guys you guys covered Derek's last fight and uh, um because that was on the zone yeah
2: yeah look look chisura is another guy that that we've always said is the, is the proper warrior like like you mentioned he comes to fight. Um, he doesn't need much. He agrees to whatever you guys want. I just want to get in that ring. Um, it, it's a tough fight to digest without throwing shots at it because I, I know. Look, I'm 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 real cool with KD and and and, uh, and his company and they represented Chisora, so I don't want to throw shots at the fight. He, he's he he won against Pulev, uh, you know Tyson Fury. Wants to give him another shot. You know, people are saying, oh, he wants to get him a payday and all of that. But he, he's earned that. And I do understand the other side. People saying that he lost against uh, Tyson already twice. I mean, do we need to see it again? Mm-hmm. Forget about that. It's happening. The fight is already done inside, right? You're going to get it. And I and I doubt that it's going to have, you know, small viewership. <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah. are still going to watch yeah. that fight.
1: Yeah. I would say, I, if I had to throw back to history, um, what was it? 1939, there's a guy called Henry John Lewis. Good fighter, but he's way past peak. And, you know, John Lewis was on the Bomb of the Month tour kind of thing. And John Lewis is like, right, I know. Like, this guy had 110 fights, only losing 10. And John Lewis said, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. You go get a shot. Because I know you. You used to be an spying partner. Yeah, yeah. Give him a shot. Gets him paid. It's John Henry Lewis's last fight. He retires. Goes off to the sunset. But gets paid handsomely. But he ends up to say, on oh, my resume, I fought for the heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah. This is the thing. Tyson Fury is saying, okay, then you know what? He was saying from ages, yeah, I'll fight Derek Chizora. I'll fight Derek Chizora. There's loads of implications because there's talk now that Tyson Fury can't fight in America right now for every legal reason why I'm not getting into that right now. Right. right he but- can't go out to America. Right. You need a UK fight. So he's thinking to himself, need a UK fight to sell, to sell this. This world, child fight would not have sold. Right? Because that had no bears, no... So, give us someone who we're familiar with, we're familiar with Derek Cesaro. As much as people go,
2: hmm, oh, Derek,
1: but Derek has a synergy with fight fans in the UK. As much as people ain't thinking that Derek's going to win the fight, no one's going to say that, and no one's saying, oh, Derek's going to win the fight, he's going to smash Tyson Fury. But, what I am saying is, Derek Cesaro, who I spoke to, I was moving on Friday, he totally believes that he's going to win this fight
2: right yeah and that's the type of fighter that you want in big fights guys that are going in there to win and they believe they can win that fight so uh, you know credit to him look tyson is obviously you know a tough fight for any man on the planet right so him going in there with that belief is what you pay for like all right we're paying for this fight even though tyson is a favorite this this man he believed that he can land a big shot against Tyson and hurt him and shocked the world. We're tuning in for that alone. And you know, I, like your, I like your business, you know, um, outlook on this. Uh, you need yeah. a UK guy. You, you need a guy, that, you know, a fight that's gonna sell over there. It makes business sense, regardless of what people say, the fight is gonna be watched. Yeah, um. Exactly.
1: Um, a guy on here, Nas A, said wasn't Otto Wallen available. Funny enough that you're saying that, Otto Wallen, a South Pole who gave Tyson Fury a torrid time nearly four years ago now. Right. He is Derek Susora's sparring partner. I was privy to see their spa that they had, um w- what they had on Friday. It was a proper and I'm uh I'm also gonna be down there to see the see the sparring what's going on tomorrow as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, Derek he's in he's in he's he's coming. He's not coming to make up numbers. He's right. actually coming to win. He's not thinking oh yeah I'm just gonna get a couple punch yeah I'm gonna get my three million pounds I'm gonna <laughs> No, he's coming to win. And that's why, like, his whole training camp, everybody else of so the guys down there, like he's got Ian, Don Charles, who's his trainer. That is their mindset. Like, Spencer Oliver, former European Super Bantamweight champion, was out in the gym as well. And he's saying, yeah, you can he's coming to win. So I'm looking forward to that fight.
2: Yeah, you no, know, I'll be tuning in for sure.
1: Yeah. And what did you think of Wilder's last performance?
2: Look, we all I took away from that fight what everybody else did. The freakish power that this man has is scary. It's scary. Yeah. And which, which in my opinion, that's why I think the fight against him and AJ still one of the biggest fights in all of boxing, uh, with no belts, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. That fight is as a fight that the world still needs to see, uh, that, even though, you know, people were saying in the, at, in the beginning of that round, he looked off balance. He looked a little sloppy, uncoordinated, um, but it's not like we've ever seen Deontay, the most skillful guy. His thing is that he can hurt you at any moment in that fight with one shot. And he proved that. The shot didn't even land flush. And he was able to put Hellenius to sleep. And I saw bro. it firsthand. I was ringside right there. I watched the man. Schnook, schnook, I watched schnook, your video. Did a it was vicious. Yeah. vicious. 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 vicious bro. You know so, so, still... so look, a guy like Deontay is always going to be in a fight. I don't care who he's fighting. He always has a shot in any single fight. That's why he's still one of the, you know, premier names in the sport. So hopefully down the line, we get the AJ uh, Wilder fight. That's the fight to me, in my opinion, is the most exciting. I know people want to see AJ Fury. If I had a choice, Spencer, I would rather see AJ Wilder instead of AJ Fury.
1: You know what? A lot of people have said that. I've had the guys from, what's that, Chul Boxing. I was on there last week. They were telling me exactly the same thing. Right. Alexander Wilson, thank you for the $5. Speaking of Fury, Igis Klemas said that they have agreed to everything for the Usyk to fight Fury in spring. Have you heard anything? Yes, I have heard. I've heard that that fight potentially could happen in March of next year, most probably in Abu Dhabi or in Dubai. That's what I have heard from good sources. So um that's the talk and I hear that it could be Joe jo- then it, if Tyson Fury's victorious in those fights there, then it's Tyson Fury versus Joe Joyce in the summer in the UK.
2: The Terminator. That's what I call Joe Joyce. A guy nice. that can take you can hit him with the ring post and hear him going anywhere. One of the he best is pins in boxing. Crazy.
1: He's relentless. relentless. He should be a relentless Joe. And, and right?
2: heavy-handed. Heavy-handed.
1: Yeah. Heavy-handed. He's a noose. He's a problem because I I didn't think that he was going to beat Parker like that. Me neither. I thought he was going to win the fight. I thought he was going to most probably beat him on points,
2: right? To be, on, to be honest with you, I, I thought Parker couldn't beat Joe Joyce on points if he stayed away from him enough because of the lack of speed that Joe Joyce brings to the table. I think Parker can be more... You know, he's quicker and he can use his feet a little bit more. But I knew that Joe was going to be a problem in that fight. But I, I just felt I felt like if Parker was smart enough and stayed away enough, he could win on points. But look, Joe proved me wrong. And obviously, this guy's a problem for anybody.
1: anybody. Listen, Listen to me, let me tell you this. Joe Joyce, in my opinion, at this present moment, is the third best heavyweight in the world.
2: Mm, and that's oh. you know that's saying a lot with when you got guys like Usyk, Fury, Joshua, Wilder. That's saying a lot.
1: Well, you know what? After seeing that knockout, you know what? The, let me tell you this. You see, Helenius, hellenius should have because helenius has gone bull now, but he should have grown that bed because <laughs> all, all that. All that Wilder saw was a bald-headed white guy with a beard reminiscent <laughs> of Tyson Fury. He went for the kill. That was horrible. You know, a lot of
2: people were saying that. He, he, there was a couple of memes on Instagram going around saying that he just saw Fury's face in his right oh, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm telling you, that that is exactly what he saw. So, off of that, did you see Chantel Cameron's um, performance last night? What did, did you, you think it? of her? Yeah, yeah, Gellion, listen, I love her?
2: Great performance. Look, we, we all know that uh, McCaskill is a is a is a woman as tough as nails. She's coming to fight, but she does lack some technical aspect yes. in a in a yes. ring. And I think I think Cameron exposed that. And, and look, she it wasn't her best night, McCaskill. But all credit to Cameron for for exposing that and, and and having a great win. I mean, she won, you know, pretty much that fight easily, in my opinion. I mean, there was some ugly clinches there, and McCaskill landed a few shots and a few shots but great performance by 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 Cameron man i i uh i was i was happy for
1: yeah and did you also see um Zelfa Barrett versus Ramnikov?
2: yeah man listen that that fight right there was a super entertaining fight i think barrett had had an opportunity to win that fight you know if he if he, yeah, if he would have, like using the size and when when he was when he was letting the jab go, look that right uppercut was working for him. Obviously, he scored a knockdown. But then he started to mix it up with a guy, which is his world. That's his that that that's yeah. his forte. He's gonna throw with you. He's gonna exchange with you, and he breaks you down. He's a he's a hard hitter. You got it. You can't like Shakur like Shakur said. You know, we had a conversation where he's look, I can't fight every guy the same way. You know, I'm not going to fight Tank the way I'm going to fight Devin or the way I'm going to fight Ryan. You know, like, you don't have to prove how tough you are with certain guys. You have to win rounds. And he was doing well. He should have stayed away, kept his distance, and forget about proving anything to the fans in the arena. Let me beat this guy round by round so I can come off with the win. That's not what happened. And, um, you know, the fight ended before the last bell.
1: You know what? It's been a plum, pleasing pleasure. Thanks for taking your time out, bro. Swear oh, down, because all oh, people, oh. Getting, all people getting from me is that hour. Make sure that you tune into the Zone podcast. We'll say out every Tuesday, right?
2: Yeah, the podcast is every Thursday, but tune into the actual TV show every day on the Zone on the platform, which comes out around four o'clock. The episodes, but the podcast—if you just want to listen to the audio—that's on Thursday. So. Listen, as yeah, always, it's a pleasure, my brother. You man.
1: guys just keep on doing what you're doing because it's just it's just a joy. And I just like the the interlink, the brotherhood that we got inside of this boxing oh, thing. Always, thought the thing, and it worked. None. I sent Brock. I sent Ark a message a few hours. So you want to jump on the show today? Because I've got to do it by myself. No problem. Send me the link. Done, oh, brother. Dream.
2: Always. Anytime you name it, you already know I'm there. Don't matter what. Thanks, come
1: on, Peace, big up yourself, Peace. and a blessing to have you on, man. Peace and love. Welcome, Take it easy. Yes, 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 yes. I hope that you guys enjoyed that um, little chit-chat from Ark. Uh, from He's my guy, So Barak. They're both my guys. Good, good guys. I remember meeting them, what was it, about, about four years ago when they came over to the UK and we've been friends ever since. But they are really, really good guys and great guests. Thank you very much, Daniel Grace. You know what I mean? And like, you know what? Uh, we have got some really, really good sound bites. Um, Gary's gonna, gonna jump onto that and break out some sound bites that we'll push out there. I don't know how many people's on the live, because I can't check that, because I ain't got that technology. Um, but yeah, but it was a nice stream, and I'm grateful. Um, we we gotta do some more. Right. 233 people on the live make sure you hit the like and subscribe button if you're not already subscribed and if you haven't touched like already make sure you press like very very important you know what i mean so keep that good energy up it is so important remember we've got start of the new week is coming up start a new week so i'm going to say to everyone i wish that you have a blessed new week Right? May you go out there and dig deep and grab this thing with two hands. You know the basic rules. If you don't step forward, you're always going to be in the same place. If you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. And if you don't go after what you want, you will never have it. So go after and grab this thing with two hands. Remember to live your dreams and aspirations, not your fears and desperations. It is so important. I wish everybody grab this thing with two hands, take your finger, press that button, activate your blessings, speak it till you seek it, till you see what you say. And also in the famous words of my brother from another mother, Baba Tundi Ajayi, dream it, believe it, become it. And I close the show by saying, come on down. Make sure that you tune in for next week's show. We're going to do a couple things this week. I've got a couple like big names. I think I'm going to have Dennis Andres, the former WBC, three-time former WBC heavyweight champion of the world on the show this week as well. Um, So we can have something to talk about there. My brother from another mother, Country Don. You see, Country Don should be called Country Don the Banker. Because this guy, trust me, this guy's my brother. I grew up with this guy. He's my longest friend. He's up on the show as well. So big up yourself, country done. We've got certain things to go. We got never we've got a new world to take over very soon. We've got a new world to take over very soon. So on that note, I'm gonna say peace two fingers. Dream it, believe it, become it. Come on down. I'm out. Peace two fingers. Later.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.